Konnichiwa. Welcome to the Jandals in Japan podcast. Hey, Catherine. Great to see you again for another episode of Jandals in Japan. Hi, Jane. Kia ora. So good to be here. So we have a beautiful, beautiful episode today with our wonderful Jandal, as she likes to call herself, Mayu Suzuki, coming to us from Wellington. So another reverse Jandal this time. So not a Kiwi in Japan, but a Japanese person in New Zealand. And this goes to our theme for this year, which is the 70 years of diplomatic relations between Japan and New Zealand. It's it's a big anniversary that um, the New Zealand embassy here is really observing. So yeah, great time to be starting a podcast called Jandals in Japan, isn't it, Catherine? <laughs> sure is, right? I mean, we were so lucky to um, have the New Zealand embassy also help promote Jandals in Japan mm. as we were, when we were coming out. Uh, for our first few episodes. Also, they ran a lovely photo competition to promote uh, relations at grassroots between Japan and New Zealand. And they've got a few other things up their sleeves as well. I think the other thing that they did was share some promotional videos of people such as you and me and others in New Zealand and Japan who've been on the ground here doing lots and just have a little minute to speak about what we do what we love about Japan, what we love about New Zealand. And so those sorts of things are really kicking off the 70th anniversary really nicely. Yeah, it's really great that the Japan Festival Wellington was able to come back just in time for this 70th anniversary. And that happened just uh, last week. So if you were able to attend, we hope you had a good time there in Wellington, getting your little slice of Japan. And yeah, I think there was lots of goodies there, all sorts of things, as well as yeah. performances and things. So I think Mayu is pretty well our guest, right? Mayu Suzuki is very well involved in that festival, along with the other team members there. But they looks like they had a whole good range of sponsors and and stalls and products and entertainment. Um, after COVID nineteen, I think it must be a really great way to bring Japan back into the community in Wellington. So, way to go for that one! Yeah, I hope it went well. Yeah, yeah, I hope it went well too. So today, our guest is Mayu Suzuki. She runs a business from New Zealand, and one of the great things that we just really loved from our interview with Mayu is her story of one her tenacity. As a 17-year-old going out into the depths of Masterton, was it Masterton she went to? Was, right? <laughs> she took two trains yeah. with her little laptop to yeah. approach a potential supplier as an international student when she was, yeah, been in New Zealand for maybe a couple of years. I'm just blown away by her story and how this tiny beginning of her going to this Avery, I think it's called, is it? Yes. An Avery? Yes. yes. I'm learning lots of words about Manukani. Avery has created this amazing business, Mariri. Exactly. I mean, what a fabulous person. How gutsy to go and do that. At 17, I was so shy. I would never have known even how to hardly tie my shoelace. It was just the way that she did it to us, her mum. They went into the pantry found you know some varieties of honey they did other things as well like gather all the honeys together and then she went on that trip mm, to herself. actually do a yeah. powerpoint presentation <laughs> wow 
Anyway, we yeah. don't want to give away all the stuff, but it's the things that she exhibits and talks about in this episode that we think are really central to the way of being able to be a successful jandal in Japan. Definitely. And I love how our jandals have named themselves jandals. I know. Are they just oh. like, I, I'm a jandal. And I'm like, oh, really? Are you? Yes. <laughs> they've, they've just taken on this Dang name. It. They've named themselves the Jandals, or I'm a Jandal in Japan too. And we we didn't do that. We just named this podcast Jandals in Japan. But listeners and, and people who the podcasters are about have started naming themselves Jandals. So I just wanted to say <laughs> thank yeah. you for proclaiming that name and uh, enjoying using it. And I we am all designing a T-shirt on are. my page in front of me, Jane. It's got I'm a Jandal on it as a T-shirt for us. Oh, nice. <laughs> Slogan. <Yeah. laughs> She's so tenacious and, you know, sometimes we hear that word thrown around, but if you listen to the story, you will find that she is utterly tenacious. And, you know, her way of when she just said she loves New Zealand and she says it New Zealand, and I love it how she says that because she's utterly New Zealand mm. within a Japanese person and she talks about honesty and she talks about heart and kindness, right, mm. as her core that she wants to bring to the world by New Zealand products and mm. you know she's not just saying it you can absolutely really feel that through her and just love speaking with her you and I both got goosebumps yes. goosebumps so many goosebumps tears I think there were tears as well <laughs> very very fun episode we hope you enjoy it kia ora mayu Hi, Mayu. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Oh, so nice to see you. Welcome. So nice Welcome you. to the Jandals in Japan podcast. Thanks for having me here. We're so thrilled to have you um, as our guest Jandal today. It's just amazing. Um, we know that you are uh, founder of a really lovely, uh, mainly Manuka, but not only Manuka Honey company in New Zealand, but it's based in Hokkaido, Japan, right? Correct. Yes. In the north. Wow. And it's a family-owned business you run with your parents? That's right. That's right. Um, my parents are finally washing their feet and on their way out. But um, <laughs> yes, we found it with uh, three of us. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Well, before we get into it, I know Jane's got something very important to yes, ask Yes, this you. is my very important warm-up question. A or B, which are you? Hot or ice coffee? Oh, Oh, 100% it's hot. It's summer? Hot or iced coffee? Hot? Oh, Even in the summer? That makes it harder. I think in Japan, oh, no, nah, no, nah, still, still hot. Still, still hot. hot. Whoa. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why, why would you go for hot even in the summer, Mayu? I'm naturally a cold person. Um, oh, in terms of temperature, not my right. heart. <laughs> but, <laughs> yes, I think warm is um, better for coffee, I think. I feel a bit wrong drinking iced coffee. Mm. I don't know. I think as soon as it starts to get warm, I change to iced coffee and I'm very happy to drink iced coffee. And when I'm in nice. New Zealand, I'm like, well, there's no iced coffee here. And, or, <laughs> or no, like Japanese style iced coffee, which doesn't have like great globs of ice cream on the top and cream and all yeah. of that stuff, you know, just, <laughs> just the coffee. Something I really love about Japan is iced coffee. How about you, Catherine? Oh, no, Jane, I have to disagree. I just can't stand an iced coffee. Uh, number one. There you I, go. <laughs> number one, I don't like ice. I don't like cold drinks. 
So I will even have water in summer that's got maybe one cube of ice in it, but basically no ice. I don't like cold stuff. Yeah, I, did I don't not like know it. that about you, Catherine. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't. So it's warm, hot coffee the whole way through mm. summer. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. I see. Yeah, that's something I've definitely adopted since I've come to Japan because just the level of heat is completely different to New Zealand where you can drink hot sure. coffee all year mm. and it's completely fine. But yes, in summer in Japan, it's quite different. Yeah. yeah. But you're well, a cold, you said you're obviously a cold blooded person. You feel cold easily, yeah. my you. So yeah, yeah, I do. I think we're in the wrong place. You should be here and I should be where you are. <laughs> that is so true. Yes. <laughs> And Mayu, where you are in, are you in Wellington today? Yes. Yeah, wow. I am. Coming to us from lovely Wellington. What is it? There's nothing better than Wellington on a Nothing a good like day. Wellington good day. on a good day. How long since you've visited Japan? Oh, it's been since um, Rugby World Cup. Oh, okay. Yeah. Three years. I hope you can come back soon. Three years. I know. It's been too long. Well, we're so excited to have you. Really, really, we are. I know you and I connected, gosh, it was on LinkedIn a little while ago. And I just That's loved right. when we had a, a person-to-person call and found out that you were the, you know, with your parents, the founding director. And, uh, well, you just raised up this company uh, called <laughs> Maridi, right? Maridi, New Zealand. Maridi, hi. And Hello. you <laughs> make products <laughs> such as Manuka Honey, Avocado oil, olive oil, bee-related products, and also cosmetics. Correct. And I know that you kicked off your marketplace in Japan 15 years ago on Rakuten, on Yahoo, on Amazon, and those sorts of official marketplaces. Um, And the other thing I know about you is that you went to Kapiti College. (laughs) Yes, I did. And also Victoria University. And, you know, you really have such a great understanding of Kiwiness. And (laughs) with that combination of Japan and New Zealand and your motto of being a bridge between Japan and New Zealand and sharing Kiwi kindness, just had to have you on the show. We know you're experienced and we're so glad to bring you firsthand to all of the people who are listening to Jandals in Japan, your experience. So kia ora and welcome. Thank you so much for having me. May you tell us about this whole journey when you got started, what made you be drawn to New Zealand, that whole story with your family. Yes. Um, so my parents and I, we started this business 15 years ago and I was still Oh, I was still in college, actually, in Kapiti College, like you said. It was actually a beautiful triangle, I must say. It's in all in hindsight, though. So my mom and dad, it started off with my mom and dad wanting to move from Saitama, that's where I was born, to Hokkaido. As you both know, it's a beautiful city. It's a beautiful, like a small New Zealand almost. And they wanted to move up there. So they were like, oh, what can we do? And I happened to be in New Zealand already at that time. And um, my mom has been using Manuka honey for the longest time for her stomach ulcer. Mm. And she was introduced Manuka honey by my auntie about 25, 30 years ago, I'd say. Mm. So she's been using that for the longest time. And my dad was working at a advertisement company in Ginza, in Tokyo, of all mm. the places. So he was in this sardine can, you know, like traveling from Kuki, my hometown of Saitama, to Ginza every single day. Oh, wow. It's an hour and a half, one way. Oh, I don't know how people do it over in Tokyo. It's, you know, it's a bit of a norm there. So mom and dad were like, all right, we're going to put a period to this life and we're going to start a new company. 
So my dad sort of knew more or less how to sell a product. My mom was a customer herself, so she knew how amazing Manuka honey is. And I happened to be in New Zealand, being able to speak the language and be be the bridge in between the Japanese customer and, and the suppliers here. So we had this little triangle uh, in the beginning. And um, yeah, so we decided to start this business, Māori New Zealand, we believe that means in te reo, kindness. Mm. So we wanted to deliver the kindness, the beautiful, natural kindness from New Zealand to Japanese people. Uh, we know how busy their life can become, especially in Tokyo. Catherine San, you know it um, probably the best. <laughs> indeed, indeed. It's very busy. Wow, kindness. So mariri means kindness. Correct. Yeah, yes. wow. Yeah. So Correct. from the get-go, you were on all of those marketplaces. How did that start up? Rakuten is a interesting platform. So for those who don't know Rakuten, it's a really grown market now. Um, it's an internet market. It's sort of like Amazon, but more focusing on their motto is um, shopping is entertainment. So Amazon, you go and look for a, a product and you compare what's the cheapest product and you know how fast you can get it. But on Rakuten, you you know it's like window shopping. There's quite a different um, types of entertainment happening and. Uh, we, we have shops now both on Rakuten, Amazon, Yahoo, and our own website. So we have we now have four platforms. But on, to go on Rakuten, definitely a pro and a con. The reason why we chose Rakuten or online in particular was because we wanted to educate our customers. Um, back then, 15, um, 15, 20 years ago, no one knew of Manuka Honey. Um, now it's very common. It's very popular, maybe one in Five, one in three people in Japan would know of Manuka honey. In New Zealand, um, thanks to NZTE, is becoming really popular in Japanese people's culture and you know mind. However, back then we needed to heavily educate our customers. As you know, Japanese customers have everything that they want in their hands. There's absolutely nothing that you cannot get in Japan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, so we didn't think providing to, say, uh, department stores or supermarket was the way to go about it, especially back then, you know, selling 5,000 yen mahanuka honey or even higher price pot of honey <laughs> in a department store just wasn't the way to go about it. So we decided Rakuten Platform to reach out to all customers in Japan as well. Online, obviously, doesn't have a um, region. It, it's everywhere in Japan. Mm. It is a calculated platform that you can get on. It's difficult. <laughs> but uh, my dad, who was an advertisement agency, he, he didn't know anything about online market. So what he did was, what did was he went to Rakuten University. Yeah. I don't know if they do now. Didn't um, know that. They That's did amazing. Yeah, right, it's really they did cool. then, yeah. Initially thought that if you put it on Rakuten, it's going to be sold. You know, they're like, ah, we got it on Rakuten. We got it everything up in there. We can now relax on our couches. Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) We did not sell a product at all. (laughs) The first order that came through, the ringing tone of our cell phone was just a joy. That was incredible feeling. So we soon learned that we really have to learn this platform to to really invest into this platform, how this works, because it was completely different from normal, original, classic marketing style. But for us, it really was helpful, especially with a unique product such as Manuka Honey or New Zealand products in general. It's usually quite expensive 
expensive. It's really a niche product. But niche in Japan is massive in comparison、uh, with, the, with the population of Japan, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so the, that's how we started our journey. Between- Nakuten and Amazon is quite striking when you start to use those platforms as a user. You definitely are visiting different shops within、yes. Nakuten, right? And looking around at all the products they have in these different shops under the Nakuten umbrella, as opposed to Amazon, where you just go and you, you click、right. around and you get what you want from Amazon, even if they're offered、yes. by different people. So, yeah, there's definitely a learning curve. I think they do、yeah. have training programs to get people because obviously they want、mm. more and more stores on their platform. So, Yeah, getting that first sale must have been super exciting for your family.、Yeah. Oh, joy. Such a joy. Where are you now today? What's happening with Mariri? With Mariri, well, so we currently have about 10 staff members. It was mostly in Japan, and now I have one other person、um, started in April with me, which is such a, oh, it's so nice to have someone in New Zealand finally. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, we have a lot of partners now. We,、um, partners are very important. So, people who would、um, look after products in our storage,、um, it's all outsourced, and people who are looking after our sto-、uh, stores. Um, sales and everything. So, we have quite a few partners over in Japan. I would say probably about eight to ten partners. And in New Zealand, we also have about ten partners. So, everyone is really working、um, and walking together towards a same, same goal. I feel that partners is a really good way to describe our relationship. Um, just because I feel that we are both in this together. And I love the fact、um, our New Zealand partners are, we're almost like far now, you know, we go and have barbecue together, we go fishing together, we play golf together, and it's absolutely beautiful feeling. And we have grown to be,、uh, we're proud and also very honored to say that we're one of the top sellers on Rakuten or on the internet platform, sorry,、um, of Manuka Honey.、Um, mm. So we're very privileged that the customers have been trusting us.、Um, Um, we have a very, very lovely、um, VIP customers who have purchased from us probably more than 50 times in、wow. their lifetime. It's, it's, it's absolutely it's beautiful.、Wonderful. We get a lot of reviews from customers and we export approximately 20, 20 30 tons a year. So that's a lot of, a lot of honey.、Um, <laughs> that is a lot of honey. How did you find the source or sources in New Zealand? Because there's a lot of people who are producing. So, how did you、yes. do that? And, and how, are you, how are you also differentiating yourself here? You've got obviously very good reputation. Is there something you're doing that's special for you? Is it selling that kindness story? Or what is it that's making you, you know, export so much? Story is absolutely everything. Story is so important. Everyone in New Zealand, every suppliers here, every product here have a story. And it's Absolutely beautiful when you un- unravel it, you know. We currently have two main suppliers of Manuka honey, one in Macedon and one in Far North. And they both create very different Manuka honey with very different stories, different visions. One is for the community and w- one was medically formed. So they had a different vision. It's just fascinating to learn and to, to even deliver that message to Japanese people. And they love that. They want to know where it's coming from. Who's making it? Is it Paul that is a beekeeper or is it Adam? You know, they need to know. Because <laughs> the flavor is different. Not, you know, Paul or Adam's、um, 
uh, honey is better. It's not like that. It's, everything is so different. And it's our job for both of their stories to be heard and to coexist into our market or hopefully our customers. There's so many different customers in Japan. You know, we've got people who are needing manuka honey for their own health, for example, or for their tamariki or for, you know, their pipi. It's just different types of um, people in Japan. And it's our job to make sure that everyone is accessible to those products. And I can't say it's a cheap product, you know. <laughs> the, the cost is a lot. And that's where education comes um, to Japanese people too. So not only... Um, through our products, our value uh, and our goal also is to deliver the New Zealand's, how should I say, laid backness or value of this beautiful country to Japanese people as well. Mm. We're trying to portray that through our product using you know, different types of platforms like Instagram and YouTube. And yeah, so hopefully that people would know the story behind each product, each supplier's. And I think that's our job. I'm wondering too how you went about to find Paul and Adam. And it's also very interesting for others to know how you kind of went about that. Absolutely. 15 years ago when we initially started this business, me and my mum just gathered all honey that we could find on in, Japan, in New Zealand, in mm. um, Japan as well actually, but in New Zealand we, we tried to test every single honey. And we were fortunate enough for my host dad actually, my host parents who um, t- took me in when I was over in Kavati, my host dad was a friend of our initial supplier. And he oh. had uh, this manuka honey in his pantry, which I didn't know, but I was using it every day on my toast. And I was like, oh, Okay, well, mom, <laughs> this is a really nice money. I've been using it every day. I just picked up my phone, called them up, you know, 17 years old, doing oh whatever they think oh that they're goodness. doing the best that they can. <laughs> but um, yes, I took a train from Kapiti down to Wellington and then to Macedon. Because oh obviously yeah. I couldn't drive at the time. I wasn't allowed to as an international student and had my little backpack with my big notepad. And I already call like... <laughs> a computer on my back and I did a beautiful presentation that I thought it was beautiful but (laughs) said we're going to be number one in Japan you should trust us (laughs) Um, how delightful oh my goodness (laughs) Um, but yes a year later um, that promise did come true it was a grind life but uh, we made it happen goodness but that was 15 years ago and then from there you know, you're, you're involved in this uh, tiny, big world where you're, everyone is connected. You go to a conference, you go to markets, you go meet people, word of mouth. Some people contact me or, you know, I contact them. Just, just And now internet is everywhere. You just pick up your phone and do a research um, and, and you can see different types of people. But Western supplier up in, partner up in um, far north, again, it was a beautiful beautiful story where we actually knew of them 15 years ago I just didn't know that we knew them (laughs) so when we went up to the far north that's where one of the beehives were for um, for this initial honey I met a few beekeepers there and they are now independent happened to make this beautiful honey up north. Mm. Um, now we're calling it Rauhi, which means collaboration. It's a honey that we created together with them and in uh, Masmaridi. Yeah, we only got to know, well, reconnect with them about 
two years ago, just through a connection of a connection of just stars aligned, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now we, we have the honey as well. Oh, my so, goodness. Catherine so and I have both had goosebumps listening uh, to this literally, story. Literally got goosebumps. Oh, of how this yeah, all happened. Me too, actually. <laughs> yeah. It was a lovely, lovely encounter, yeah. I love that story about how you happen to end up in a particular family in Kapiti who happened to have someone they know who makes manuka honey, which, and then you <laughs> went yeah. and took yourself over there and showed up with your presentation at 17 years old. Oh my goodness. Oh, what gosh. a magnificent gosh, story. Fearless child. <laughs> yes, fearless child. Oh my goodness. So, what does it take then to be. Bring that success into Japan. What would you say for Kiwis coming here make to help them be successful? I, I do believe um, heart, honesty, you know, kindness and passion does bring people to do a certain things. Um, hopefully good things. <laughs> I think bringing stories because everyone has a story. Everyone does. Um, and being just a New Zealand product is not good enough. And I think NZTE have articulated that really well, especially towards the Japanese market, because, again, we can find everything there in Japan. So we will need to have a point of difference. We need to be unique. Um, we need to provide the Japanese customers what you're passionate about, who you are, and why should they believe you and your, your, your value and your philosophy? And I think Japan is also changing now, which is um, fortunate for us that they are seeking that information as well. Maybe before they just wanted the cheapest product on, on the market. Um, and there still are people like that. And it's fine because, you know, I also want the cheapest product on the market too sometimes. But say environmentally friendly products, for example, or sustainable products, I do believe that uh, Maori values and Japanese values are very similar. For example, manakitanga, like omotenashi, is such a beautiful word that they used for in you know, Olympic 2020. 2020 was it? It was supposed to be, 2021? yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 2020 and 2021. 2020, that, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and those values, I think we have something similar in between New Zealand and in Japanese people. Um, for example, um, something like that. I think we do already have a beautiful, sustainable culture in Japan. Um, so revisiting that, I think it's absolutely important. And yes, I am exhausting a lot of ammunition through, you know, between New Zealand and Japan. I'm very aware of that, but I'm trying to make it as less as possible. And I think sustainability is really important. Being being kind to people and the nature um, and for Matamariki. I think I'm allowed to say it now. I'm ex- I'm carrying a little peppy. Oh, wow. <laughs> Look. Thank you. Yes. So I think it's important to carry that value. And I love New Zealand and I love Japan. And something about New Zealand that we have that's unique, that Japanese people, current Japanese people are lacking. Yeah, I just want more people in Japan to know and realize that value. And hopefully we or the rest of our Kiwis who are the jandals, as you call it, in Japan, can bring that value to Japanese people to make their life more rich, not in, not rich in terms of money, but rich in their mind, 
Kind, yeah, sorry. I'm just yeah, <laughs> I'm a bit emotional here. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, oh, that's beautiful. It's beautiful yeah. sentiment. Yeah. Thank that's you. Gorgeous. That's my life goal anyway. <laughs> well, Mayu, I did want to ask you a, a sort of technical question, but if we were going to yes. write, a, write a book about coming into Japan, what kinds of tips would you put in there that are really important for people? Or the other side of that, maybe the pitfalls to avoid. I would say honesty is a key and deliver what you say that you would deliver. Unfortunately, in Japan, she'll be all right. Mindset would not work. (laughs) (laughs) You will have to make sure that she is actually physically okay. A lot of Japanese people, they hammer the bridge before you, you know, you cross the bridge. So it's like a risk diverse uh, mindset where you have to make sure that everything before you cross a bridge, you really have to make sure that the bridge is, you know, is sound. And that goes for business as well. I, I believe there are unfortunately still a lot of Japanese people who have an old mindset where they might con you. That's what I heard from my dad's experience actually, but that's slowly fading away and to, encounter that is not to do what they're doing but to fight back with honesty and deliver what you say that you are delivering and be true to yourself your products and also know the market you have to know the market what do people want what do people need in japan we, we eat rice we you know in new zealand we eat bread and that's a fundamental difference that you really have to understand um coming into a different market that you are delivering to japanese people you're not delivering to kiwis so i think knowing the market is absolutely important and if if they can if they're lucky enough to be like you two who can actually physically go to japan i think it's really nice and it's a long-term game it's a long-term game Two years, you know, you, you can't make a quick buck. Um, well, I personally don't believe in the quick buck anyway. So be patient. It mm. takes a long time. I believe a couple of people who have already appeared on Jandals in Japan have mentioned this already. But, you know, they've been in the business for 10, 15 years, 20 years as well. And good things do take time. So, mm. yeah. Good things take time. I, what ad is that they're selling on TV that in New Zealand they have? I can't remember. Ah, cheese, the cheese ad. Mainland cheese, good things take time. That's what they used to yes. say. Yeah, yeah. That yeah with the, that old guy. Oh, you yeah. reminded me, exactly. Yeah. I knew I'd heard that somewhere. No, it was a mainland cheese ad. So, <laughs> uh, good times. So what, what are you seeing in your crystal ball then? Trends in Japan, trends in New Zealand, we'd love to hear anything that you think is something to keep an eye on for the future. Not only Japan and New Zealand, I do think Maori people here, beautiful philosophy of they have a vision of 300 years. It's a long time and I actually can't view the next 300 years just in my head yet, but I'm trying to view the next 100 years or 50 years, you know, trying to break it down. I do believe food, people, technology, probably, and I guess health, you know, are the the future. I think those fields are uh, important. And obviously to do that, we'll have to look after the environment, which comes down to the sustainability part too. I would have that at the back of my mind um, to do anything in the future. So, yeah. 
That's very different <laughs> to the like a five year plan or the the ten year plan. Three hundred yeah. year, three hundred oh, years. Gosh, how do you? How does time. your decision making change when you are thinking with that kind of future in mind? That that's amazing, beautiful, beautiful sentiment there. Thank yeah. you so much. Anything that you are doing now, any activities or promotions or uh, something like that for us? That'd be great. Yes, no, to be honest with you, that changes every week, every day. Mm. But the best way to keep updated would be um, through our newsletter, e-letter. Right. We send out um, our lovely members to let them know if there's any big sales coming up, especially Rakuten, they do seasonal sale. And I think that's the best way to keep in touch with our products. If anyone would love to try our products and of course, I'll, I'll let my team know um, that that if they say on their comments that they have heard sandals in Japan, I'll make sure that my my partner will look, look after them. <laughs> That's um, lovely. Thank you. I guess in June, um, this is over in New Zealand though, but uh, we do have Japan Festival Wellington coming up, and fingers crossed that will happen. Depending on COVID related. Yes, yeah, so hopefully if any Kiwis are tuning in, come along to, to Japan Festival Wellington. It's on the 18th of June. Right. Um, yeah. Very exciting. Any last words from you, Mayu, as we wrap up? Well, thank you so, so much for having me here. It's it's wonderful to get to know you lovely, you know, um, Wahine working in Japan and representing Kiwis. I, I believe that we're all like hybrids of both worlds that we both, you know, we all love japan and new zealand and i love that we are now connected through this beautiful platform i'm so proud to be part of the jandals now yeah. <laughs> we are so cool we are team new zealand and japan that's jane's new hashtag Wee. but we might need one wahine in japan jane yes fabulous congratulations mayu on being such a successful jandal in japan and for telling us about your so beautiful story Thank you so much for sharing your journey and tips for success in this land of the rising sun. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Kia ora, thank you. Cheers. Thanks. Cheers. Bye. 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 Oh, my goodness. I am just so moved by that episode with Mayu. I was in just about in tears at one point. She just had so many beautiful sentiments. Right. How amazing is she? I mean, think about those beautiful sentiments, heart, honesty, kindness, right, bringing people together to do good things. Those sorts of comments she makes, you can tell from her voice. It's absolutely true. She is coming right through from the heart. I could actually feel it through the screen as we were talking. Yes. Really hit me. Listeners can too. I'm sure they can. I'm sure they will feel it. Wow. Really incredible. And, you know, her hints about why, you know, why do you believe in your product? sell your philosophy and your values and not sell in a monetary way, sell it through kindness because Japanese people are now seeking out that information. Mm, Whereas before mm. you was one way telling people about the story. Now what Mayu is saying is that they're seeking that out. They want those stories. And just being Kiwi ain't enough. You've got to actually bring it. Yeah. Right? Mm, mm, mm. Wow. Yeah, I love that story about the 300-year plan or thinking about 300 years in the future when you're planning. And if you are thinking in that way, how that's going to affect how you're operating your business today and how you're 
interacting with your customers and yeah, just how you're doing everything in general. That's a really different way from the five to 10 year plan that we sort of always told to think about. Yeah. And I, yeah, I get that Mayu was already thinking of that, but now she's got a little baby Mm. on the way. She must be thinking of her babies, 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 right? And that, that far into the future and telling us about, you know, food, health, technology and people. That's the future. Wow. It's so nice to find people who love both countries the way that we do and can understand when people say to you, oh, which country do you like, New Zealand or Japan? And I'm like, please, I cannot pick one. It's got to be both. And I can't live without either of them. And people sometimes don't understand that, but I feel like our jandals do. And often we ask Jane too, why are you so long in Japan? You know, what what is it that keeps you there? And Mm. I get that question a lot. And it's Mm. quite clear from what we're doing why we are here Mm. maybe we'll reverse the jandals in japan one day and do both of us but and you know she just said it all honesty of being key deliver what you promise and all those things that i think were just brilliant gems for anybody listening in today definitely i'd sign up i'm I'm not on her newsletter i'm going to sign up so we can keep in touch in that way but she's a long-term friend we're going to keep her she's a real yeah i love her she's so great yeah everybody get on the marty d's newsletter find out about what they're up to and yeah say that you heard it here on channels in japan and you're part of the whanau now yeah another great episode wow let's keep going uh no cold chilled iced coffee for me hot coffee all the way through this (laughs) long summer that we're having jane and let's get going okay (laughs) and that's it for now see you next time bye bye listening make sure you check out our guests links in the show notes this podcast is brought to you today by Catherine o'connell law and pod launch with jane if you have a great story you think should be on the show come and find us on linkedin or instagram we'd love to hear from you see you next time matane